Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Michael Matsuda, the superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District. This show is all about preparing kids for college career life readiness. Today's guest is a special, amazing teacher at Sycamore High School, the band and music director, Rich Gordon. Rich, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Matsuda, and thanks for having me. Uh, I wanna first just take this opportunity to say thank you personally for everything that you've done for our district. Uh, I have known you now for almost 20 years, and you were one of the people who helped me get into this district and, and get into teaching. So um, I don't know if you remember way back when, when I was just coming in as a student teacher and being my bits of support provider <laughs> back in the day. But thank you for everything that you've done. And I really can't think of a better person to have uh, helping guide us into the into the future here. So thanks. Well, you know what? I appreciate that, Rich. And I know it's all about mentorship. And you've mentored so many young kids into the world of music. And I'm so excited to be talking about BAPA and the importance of, of music and the arts, especially now. So first of all, let's get to know you a little bit better, Rich, and tell us a little bit about yourself and what your drivers are all about. All right, well, I think uh, probably the most important thing about me is that I'm a product of this area, this district, this community. Uh, I was born and raised here, you know, in Orange County. I lived, I grew up in this district. I went to school here in Anaheim. Um, so everything about me is shaped by some of the amazing people that I, the, the teachers I've had and the mentors I've had in this district. Uh, I, uh, my father immigrated here from Jamaica and my mother is from West Virginia. And so, when uh, when they got together back in the 70s, you know, I'd, the 70s were a difficult time for a black man and a white woman to get together and have a child. And that's why there's not very many people uh, like me in, in you know, my age. And I grew up in luckily I grew up in Southern California where I was I felt accepted, you know, in the 70s. Uh, it could have been difficult if I was living somewhere else. But um, certainly childhood was was interesting for me being different than all the other students. But uh, I, one of the reasons I love this district and being here is because I always felt accepted. You know, I never really uh, felt discriminated against or um, felt a lot of the things that I'm sure I would have if I, if I would have gone to school somewhere else in the 70s and 80s. So um, I, I went to Walker Junior High School. I started in Walker 30 years ago, uh, 1991. Started at Walker Junior High School and went to Kennedy High School after that. After that, I went to Cal State Fullerton. I knew that I wanted to be a teacher back in probably my second or third year at Kennedy High School. I had some great teachers in junior high and high school that really inspired me to, to become a teacher. Um, one in particular, I don't know if I can mention names specifically, but I want to give a shout out, Bob Anthony, band director at Kennedy High School. Let legendary, um, legendary Bob legendary Oh, he's just so amazing. And many of his former students became teachers uh, because of him. He's just inspired us to to be leaders and gave us the opportunity to be leaders also in class. So, um, you know, shout out to him for sure. But I had many, many teachers. You know, I don't want to mention too many names right now, but uh, many teachers that really led me to my decision to become a teacher because I knew that uh, inspiring young people to to follow their dreams, to go after what they want and to do good in the world, most importantly, was one of those important things that a person can do. So um, after that, I went to Cal State Fullerton and knew that I wanted to teach in this district. I wanted to make sure I got a job in the district and went straight from teach from Cal State Fullerton straight into teaching at Sycamore Junior High School, been there ever since. 
Uh, it's been almost 20 years now and I'm very happy being here. So, you know, Rich, I'm always so blown away to see you and your, especially your junior high colleagues, because so many of our kids come in virtually, they, they have no experience in, in band or music. And just to watch them grow in terms of their talent, teamwork, the, the five C's, right? All of that is built into their DNA. Um, what, you know, how do you, how does that done? I mean, how do you guys do that with, uh, with these kids coming in, especially from, you know, you know, some of the Anaheim kids, right. It's coming in. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I first started teaching, the students came in with very little to no experience in music. Uh, I think that the elementary schools have done a great job recently of starting up some music programs. And so now we're getting some students in that have already kind of developed this love for, for music and for the arts. Um, and so it's a little bit easier to, to take a student who already is interested in it and to kind of just give them that little extra motivation and give them what they need to be successful in it. Uh, but back when I was first starting, we would get students that were just fresh. They'd never seen or touched, you know, musical instruments before. Uh, all they knew is what they saw on TV or saw in cartoons. And so, uh, you know, it's, to be honest, the answer to this is it's fun. You know, I love being a band director. And I think that shows with my students. I love teaching music. Music is something that is just fun to work with. And so right from day one, when I get the kids clapping and get them, uh, you know, just, working together to accomplish their goals. Even if we don't have the instruments yet, we're, we're learning rhythms and, and it's something that is, it's fun, it's kinesthetic, it's, it's uh, you know, something that they really enjoy doing. Um, there's, there's a lot to it and there's a lot more to it than I think people understand. From the outside looking in, if people have not experienced a music class or an art class, maybe they're thinking, oh, well, that's a class where you learn how to play an instrument. And it's so much more than that. Like you were mentioning earlier, the five C's, I mean, we really, being in a band class, being in a music class, hits the five C's every day, constantly. Everything we're doing is, is totally um, enveloped by those five C's. And so it's not just about playing the instrument. Playing the instrument or, or singing or, or you know, creating art is kind of the method that we use to teach how to be a better person, teach how to be creative and to think critically. But it's, uh, it's just such a great method to use to, to, get, to hit the five C's. And now that we've been in distance learning for almost a year, I am still amazed about with the talent of the teachers, of the band teachers and music teachers and BAPA folks, especially with uh, the instruments that where you need the instruments, right? So tell us a little bit how challenging that has been to go into this virtual world. Yeah, when that, I mean, when that hit us, uh, that we were going to have to try to take something like teaching band or or singing or or teaching dance or art, and and transfer that into this completely online digital world, we were all, I mean, we just got together, we put our heads together, and we tried to figure out a way to accomplish this, and it was it was a challenge. I mean, it's pretty difficult. Um, first of all, we had the support from from the district and I hate you know I'm, I'm going to keep singing the praises of the district because the district stepped up and got us what we needed they bought uh, you know art supply kits for our art teachers they bought us instruments for our band classes they 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 you know did the best they could to make sure we had what we need and, and if we don't have what we need then it's, it's hard to start anywhere but we had I got enough students that I was able to give uh, instruments to my students to have at home so all my instruments have all my students have instruments at home um, and uh, from there it was really about trying to adapt to this digital world and figure out how we're going to take something that was 
mostly an analog process of, of just handing out you know, actual sheets of music and putting them on music stands and take that and transfer it into the digital world. And it wasn't that difficult to get their music uploaded digitally. Um, it wasn't that difficult to be able to teach them how to find the music online and in our, our um, you know, Schoology pages. But uh, what's really missing is that that connection that you get when you're in the classroom with them. You know, that's been the most difficult thing to recreate is that energy of being in the class, having all the students working together, hearing each other, and trying to do that online just doesn't really quite happen the same way because they can't hear each other. And if they can hear each other, for music especially, it doesn't really work with all of the latency issues and the delays. So um, that's been the hardest part is, is creating that same that camaraderie, that connection that they have in class. Um, the actual technical part of handing out the music and getting the instruments was actually turned out to be the easier part. But like so many teachers that, you know, you've been working your butt off to really create uh, connections digitally. In fact, I want to uh, ask our audience uh, if you want to see some amazing uh, interactive videos that Rich has created, join his Facebook. Let's, let's, I mean, I, I am blown away. I mean, you have like these celebrities that, that come on uh, to your show. It's like a show. It's like the Rich, you know, Mr. Jordan's uh, show, right? So. Uh, you know, the, the voice, uh, voices of SpongeBob. And uh, how did that happen? And, uh, you know, what, uh, what has been some of the student response to some of those things that you've created? Yeah, I think the most important thing for me when I was getting started here in the digital uh, online learning process was I wanted to make sure that the kids were still laughing and having fun. In, in our classroom, if you walk into our band room on any given day, we are laughing, we are having fun. And uh, I wanted to make sure that they had, we had a way to do that even when we're online. Uh, so I decided to create these videos. And so if you were telling the audience, if you go to my YouTube channel, I hate to kind of plug my YouTube channel, but uh, you can just type in Mr. Gordon and I have a YouTube channel and I've created probably about 30 videos online that are uh, educational videos, but also they're just about having fun. So I have, like you said, I have videos where SpongeBob SquarePants or the voice of a character from SpongeBob will be a guest star. I've had guest stars from some movies. I did a, I did a Back to the Future episode where I actually got Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson to submit videos and be a part of the episode. And it was amazing. They did, a, they did an amazing job and it was so much fun. And these things are, you know, obviously people have taken notice and, and a lot of people are watching and they're being used all over the world now. I'm getting messages every day. My inbox is full from teachers from Australia, teachers from Canada, and they're asking me to, to, do, to make videos specifically for their classes. They want me to say hi to their classes. So it's become this big thing. I had no idea idea that I was going to be a YouTuber at the beginning of this whole process. But the idea the, the, the idea behind this was to start by creating something that was fun for them. Uh, I just showed them my newest video today in class. I created the video that was about, um, it was the Mandalorian. And, uh, you know, you have to clap the rhythms to be able to get his his ship to power up, to be able to, you know, travel to the next star. So uh, the, the students loved it. I saw them smiling. I saw them laughing. And that's really, to me, the most important thing here is they're learning, but they're also, they're having fun. And, and especially in this distance learning, especially during the pandemic, that's one of the most important things that we can be doing is just making sure they're still smiling, making sure they're still having fun. So that's really what drove me to create these videos. They have been a lot of fun to create and, and getting the celebrities on board has been interesting. Uh, a lot of them just agreed to do it because they're sitting at home too. They don't have much to do. A lot of them are not working right now. Uh, and so they're, yeah, they're so sure. a, lot of it, a lot of it, you just kind of asked and they, they, they came. So I'm, I'm 
very impressed, Rich, with because you, you do have quite a repertoire. I'm not surprised you're becoming a world celebrity. So, you know, th this pandemic, is, there's no question that it's traumatized an entire generation of young people. People, you know, are saying, well, you know, we, they're, they're behind and it's a lost generation. And we, we have uh, sadly seen uh, its effect on, on our kids and families and uh, including um, losing uh, uh, one of a young young man who who took his life over uh, over the holidays and um, was someone that uh, went to our schools, your school, and Anaheim High School. Could you tell us um, how you know just your reflection uh, on this whole trauma and uh, you know, I, leading into why the visual and performance arts are so important in terms of mental health. For sure. It's definitely one of the, if not the most difficult things for me to, to think about and talk about, but it is important that we keep talking about it because uh, these students really need us. You know, um, they need us for, for many reasons. They need us to be leaders and teachers, but, you know, they also need us to just provide them with that hope and with that sympathy and compassion um, that will prevent future trage tragedies like that from happening. Um, again, uh, one of the most difficult moments of my life and career in life was going to and attending the funeral of a student who, who was just in my classroom last year, um, you know, and he was just such a bright, shining force in our classroom that inspired all the other students around him to be better and do better. You know, he was one of our leaders, um, uh, immensely talented and just a beautiful soul. And for to lose him from our world is, I mean, there's just nothing more devastating. And the fact that, you know, um, we lost him maybe because he felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel or maybe because he felt, um, you know, there was no way out, um, just is a reminder to all of us of what they are going through and what more we must give and do to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So uh, for me and my, my band classes and my arts classes and all of the arts classes, they're so important for these students because it just, uh, for a lot of them, they, they tell us that this is one of the main reasons why they're coming to school is to, to be in our program. Um, we get messages at the end of every year and we get, you know, tearful goodbyes from the students who don't want to leave our programs because they just love what we do for so many reasons. Um, the arts are just helping the kids express themselves. They're helping them experience things that they can't experience in, in a lot of other um, a lot of other ways. And so it's so important to them. And then when the pandemic hit and that felt like it got taken away from them, even though was, many of us are just doing our absolute best to make sure that they still feel like that's a part of their lives. But, uh, you know, a lot of the students are just feeling like it all got taken away from them. And they're maybe they're not being um, given the right type of of hope and the right type of guidance to let them know that, hey, it's it's going to be it's going to be over soon. You know, it's going to we, we'll get back to this. We'll get back to in person. So it was an eye opening um, experience for me. Um, devastating, but also it even for me, it changed the way I do things in class a little bit. You know, I after that, my primary focus was to make sure that the students are smiling, to make sure they know that we care, to make sure they know that that we're going to get through this together. Um, that became the most important thing. Uh, more important than assignments and and all of the other the things that we were doing with them before the pan before the uh, um, 
the break here because that happened over the holidays. So the first semester for me looked a little different than the second semester. I was giving a lot more assignments in the first semester. Second semester, I was really kind of trying to connect with them a lot more. So compassionate grading, right? And we've seen that a lot across the district. You know, in the last uh, few minutes that we have, I wanted to ask why the arts? Why is this? Why do you feel that this is a life skill? And whether a kid stays in band or becomes a musician, it's um, it's actually much more than that. So, to our audience, why why should we be concerned about the arts? Yeah, oh, I mean that is the I mean that is the question, right? Because that's I'm as an arts advocate, I'm I'm spending a lot of my time um, trying to convince people <laughs> how important the arts are. Uh, I can answer that really by being real specific about an activity that I'm going to give you an example of an activity that we do in our class every year. And through this activity, I can kind of explain how important what we do is. So the activity I'm talking about is we have a solo and ensemble festival every year that our district uh, supports. And we it's a collaborative effort from all the teachers, all the junior high teachers and high school teachers are involved in this. Um, the solo ensemble festival allows students to come to a, a central location. We usually have it at one of our school sites. Uh, they, they come to the location, they perform a solo in front of a an adjudicator, a judge, um, somebody usually that they've never met. Um, they receive a little certificate afterwards. And it's a fun experience and it's an, it's an educational experience for them. But if you really think about the process of this entire experience, starting from the beginning, you know, they have to choose this piece of music and learn this piece of music and just learning the music alone, learning music. There's been so many studies that have shown what it does to, to a young mind and the development of a, of a young mind and the brain. I mean, scientific studies that have been done on the actual connections that are made in the brain. So just playing music in and of itself is something that increases our ability to think critically and it increases our mental capacity. Um, but so that's just the first step in that process. But then the, the students are, you know, they collaborate with their, their friends by putting together duets and trios. They have to work together. They have to find ways to, um, they have to set a schedule and find a practice time to work together on that. And, and they're relying on each other because when you're playing, you know, a musical instrument uh, in a group or in a team, everybody's got to do their part, you know, so um, they're, they're collaborating that way. Then they have to, you know, when they, when it comes time for the actual event, they, they dress up, they dress up nice. They put their best foot forward. They go and they, I, we coach them on how to speak to the judge. I mean, this is almost like a job interview, right? They're going in, they're, they're meeting somebody who they've never met before and they are introducing themselves, you know, speaking loudly and clearly introducing themselves, what they're, what they're doing. And then they have to, they have to perform, you know, and, so this this applies to life. It's not just about playing that instrument. This is a skill that they learn where they go and they, uh, you know, they prepare and then they they perform. And then afterwards, they get the evaluation from the judge. But then we also do a lot of self-assessment and self-evaluation in class. Um, so, I mean, you're just hitting all of the five C's. And that's just one of the activities that we do. And you can what you just describe is is a job interview, right? For a junior high kid to go through that and to reflect and learn to be uh, professional. And I mean, there's just, that that's amazing. You know, right. for me, the arts and what you've shared um, in this short interview, but also knowing you and just amazing things that, that you've produced, um, it's really about reminding us of our own humanity, right? And, and for our kids to see themselves and see the world through their own emotions, to make those connections is part of the healing process. This pandemic is going to take a long time for them to get over and to make sense of. 
That's why the arts are so important right now. On behalf of our district, Rich, we are so grateful to you and all your VAPA colleagues for all the work that you're doing for our kids' behalf. So I just want to thank you for that. And we look forward to hearing and seeing more of those wonderful videos. Thank you so much, Rich. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all the support.